Welcome to the Cultivate Podcast. Together, we're cultivating real conversation, real community, real lives. Join Tammy Brown and Melody Workman of Sandals Church as they discuss real issues and empower women to cultivate truth, live out their faith, and connect with a community of kindness. Well, hey, everybody. We're super excited to be with you this month on the Cultivate Podcast, which is our 12th. I mean, our 12th month, month. of doing yes. it. We were going to do once a month. We do have some bonuses in there. Can you believe we've done this for one year? I know. It's we were just like, fun. hey, let's do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are, 12 months later, still at it. Still in love with each other. <laughs> so it's been such a crazy year for Cultivate. I mean, we did things differently this year with the theme of cultivating community mm-hmm. and getting so many women connected in community, connected in groups. The Hundreds, stories have yep. been... Just incredible with that. And then starting the podcast really to just be able to still have a voice Mm -hmm. in the lives of women. Um, What's been so interesting to me is how this podcast has really become a frequent, frequent, frequently listened to by a lot of husbands and guys. We're just here to help. That's all. (laughs) We're giving a lot of insight into those things. We don't claim to be experts, but. Yeah, but it's been um, such a learning year for both of us of how to do this. Just like, hey, let's <laughs> let's try this out. Have we figured it out yet? <laughs> well, I don't think so, actually. <laughs> but um, we're just grateful for everybody who has come along with us on this journey, joined yeah. these real conversations that we have together just as friends between Melody and I, um, coming into those and sparking your own conversations with your own people and your own friends and your feedback. So we're just really, really grateful for that. And we're looking forward to the, to like wrapping up this year with this episode. So you want to talk a little bit about what we're going to talk about this year? Yeah, it's, I think everybody, I mean, this episode, (laughs) (laughs) well, we'll get to why we both feel a little brain fried in a few minutes, but um, I think that we get to this time of year and we all feel pressure. Like, because of a million different reasons, Mm -hmm. everything that's going on, all of the activities, um, all of the things, um, a lot of good things, a lot of things that we enjoy, but I think we also just feel pressure. Mm -hmm. We feel pressure to perform, pressure to execute, pressure to finish strong, uh, whatever those year end things are combined with work, family relationships. And I think we both are bringing in a a little bit of a different perspective during this season of our lives as to why we don't have to live under that Mm -hmm. pressure um, and how we can actually trade that in, like trade pressure for peace, Mm -hmm. which you hear in songs this time of year, you see peace on earth, you like it's, it's this idea out there, but it's actually something real and tangible that I think we need to be pursuing and like exchanging. Like I want to give, I want to trade pressure this season for peace. And today, hopefully just to be able to talk about that a little bit, like how do we, how do we actually do that? Like in our everyday lives? Mm -hmm. I think this time of year, what I feel, I tend to feel most pressured about is like, whatever I said I was going to do bad last in January. I was like, Gosh, darn it. I forgot to get to that. I have three <laughs> weeks to lose however much weight or get, right. out, get and join the gym or right. be this person or that person. So for me, on top of all the normal 
pressures of the holidays and wrapping up work or whatever events are coming or I'm like, shoot, I, I forgot to, to do these resolutions from last year. <laughs> I don't set them because I don't remember them. So I, I know, me too. I need Every not. year, so you know what? I'm going to be better. <laughs> In some way. <laughs> In some way, I'm going to be better. I love that. Um, talk a little bit about your perspective right now into this whole idea of exchanging pressure for peace um, and what's kind of informing your perspective on that like in this current season. Well, um, a lot of people know, and I'll just start with this because, and I'll start with a thank you. So many of you guys have been reaching out to me, to Matt, to our family, um, because most people know, if you didn't know, um, my mom got pretty gravely ill about three weeks ago. It was in multiple organ failure, mm-hmm. starting with her liver and domino affecting to kidneys and spleen and so forth. Um, she became, it, it got, it's gotten so bad that she went from not even being on a transplant list to being one of the top priorities in this ha- like this part of our country Yeah, to get the offers. And so that has been, I mean, it, you know, because a lot of my stuff has shifted to you. You've been so awesome with helping with everything. So thank you mm-hmm. for that. But everything's had to switch. Yeah. Like every goal has switched. Every pressure has had to switch. I went from pressure to like, I've got to get the tree's done and I, I need to build a centerpiece for the cultivate event to, I've got to figure out if my mom's living today, I got mm. to figure out housing for her. I've got to figure out care for her. I've got to figure out how to get my son, you know, like yeah. just everything has kind of switched, which has been a really interesting dynamic because typically, you know, I remember the day before we got the news, I was so out of sorts about something at work Mm. about a decision that was made that I didn't love. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. I'm going to deal with that when I get back (laughs) to, I didn't do it. 24. It it wasn't you. (laughs) 24 hours later. I'm like, I don't know that I'm going back to work. So whatever they do, they do. It's, you know, right. And just that, that kind of pressure has been, um, it's just such a shift in perspective about what matters. Yeah. You know, I went from just trying to figure out plans for Thanksgiving and like who, what does that look like and managing the angst of all of that to, oh, we might not have Thanksgiving this year and that's okay. Yeah. And we're all okay with that. Yeah. Thanksgiving might look like being in the hospital with my mom. Mm. And so the that kind of pressure is has, you know, it's just, a, it's, different and so in the midst of this like insurmountable pressure every day of trying to just get through the day Mm -hmm. felt like pressure as opposed to what I had kind of thought was pressure prior to this happening yeah um every day not knowing if my mom was going to make it through that day or not Mm -hmm. so finding peace has been has has really um, sifted its way to the top. Yeah. Because without peace, I was barely getting through the day. Like I would find myself just doing like breathing things to try to find peace. Mm. Or I had to decide I couldn't look at certain social medias. I had to decide I couldn't see certain people. I had to decide I couldn't do certain things or, you know, because peace was literally my fuel. Mm -hmm. I had to have it. And so I just think it's interesting getting to this season that is supposed to be 
about peace. I mean, Jesus came to the earth. He's our peace on earth. And yet the holidays are like filled with pressure. Yeah. The opposite (sighs) of peace. And so I think it's a good conversation to have is how do we trade the pressure for the peace and kind of get back to it? Because in America more than ever, I mean, more than anywhere, I should say the pressure on the things that don't matter is so huge Mm -hmm. and the things that matter most are minimized so greatly. Right. And when it, when you get down to like brass tacks, if you will, I don't even know what that means, but I know it communicates what I want to say, but, um, and you find out what really matters. And when that rises to the surface, it just, it shifts your perspective. Totally. Yeah. So That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I am. We've been praying for your for your mom every day. Addie asks me every morning, "How's Miss Tammy's mom?" Like, "How's Miss Tammy's mom?" It's been so interesting to to like have that support. You know me. Like, I tend to go more private. Mm-hmm. More like the more serious it is, the more private I tend to want to be. Yeah, and so I tend to go into a, a little bit of a bunker when stuff like that happens. So it's been really interesting to see. Um, the people that have like reached out and persisted and been there. And what's funny is our podcast we did about like loving people in grief. Mm. I could feel people doing some of those tactics for me. Mm. (laughs) I was all so glad we did that episode. So glad you listened for that other person. (laughs) You clearly did and You should go back. (laughs) Um, but so that's been so great, but it's just, and, and people who, so my dad died, and 19 years ago. Mm. And it's been really interesting to see people who have been in my life since my dad was around being resurfacing that I don't, it's not like we were not okay, but they're just haven't been in my life sure. very often. Yeah. Um, showing up at the hospital and it's been such a, a great thing. Cause that was one of the things that really was hard on me. And we're not out of the woods with my mom. Um, quick update right here. She literally just had a transplant a couple hours ago before I'm coming into this. So if this episode totally sucks and you're like, Tammy sucked, that's, I'm just really tired today and I'm stressed. We are keeping it so real. Um, yeah. So I haven't even been able to get to go see her. By the time you hear this, I'll have hopefully gotten to see her, but today, um, I haven't gotten to see her yet, but it's just a weird thing to think about not having, I have no grandparents mm. and then I'll have no parents, mm. you know, without my mom. And so that's just a really weird thing to process. Yeah. Being like the top generation of my family and yeah. my age is a really weird, you know, Matt has his both like our one whole set of grandparents and his parents. So his grandparents are in their nineties and his parents are in their seventies. Well, I think they're in their seventies. Um, they're right around there, but you know, to be like, I don't have any yeah. extended family. Mm-hmm. It's my sister and I, and mm-hmm. so that's just a really, yeah, that's weird a weird dynamic pressure, and yeah, yeah. Well, we should have made this sit down or how to, <laughs> how to bring you down during your day with Tammy Brown. <laughs> Thank you guys for praying for Tammy's yes. mom, and please continue doing so. Um, just praying that the next several days are are the road to recovery yeah. for her. It'll be the next month. So by the time everyone hears this. She'll still be in the hospital because mm-hmm. she'll be there for two, three, four weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, we will continue to pray. And that's the thing, though, is everyone's like, oh, your pain. That's one thing in this. Your pain is, like, more important than my problem. 
And that's what I would say is it's really not. It's just different, Mm -hmm. you know, because our pain is our pain. Our pressure is our pressure, whatever that is. And so I just don't want people to feel like, oh, well, what I'm going through isn't the pressure I'm facing doesn't compare to that because pressure is pressure. Yeah. And the physical toll that it takes on your body and your mind and your heart and your spirit is just, it's really real. Yeah. And that's the hope for this episode is to meet people wherever they are Mm -hmm. with whatever they're going through. Um, Perspective shifts like the one you're talking about definitely move us into a different direction. Mm -hmm. But sometimes like what we say, when we just know better, we can do better. We don't have to walk the same road or a Mm -hmm. similar path to get to this place. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, it's a, it's a different season in that I remember about two years ago, we were actually, we had gone to, you probably remember this. We'd gone down to another church in Southern California to listen and watch a service that we felt very drawn to connected to. Mm -hmm. And I said to you, um, I think I need, I think I need to go to some counseling. Like, I think I have some things to work through process Mm -hmm. through. And I never followed up on that because, you know, I'm busy. I pressure. (laughs) I'm doing things. And a few months ago, finally, um, someone challenged me. Hey, did you ever follow up on that? I was like, no. And they're like, I think, I think you should. Can I, they said, can I, can I move you in that direction? And, and so I reached out and for the past like month and a half, um, I've been meeting with a counselor and Mm -hmm. it's been incredible. And the weird thing for me in that is that I grew up only hearing about in church world, anyone in counseling was clearly a hot mess, which Mm -hmm. clearly I'm a hot mess. So it's it's good that I'm there, (laughs) but it was always like a weakness. Like you're there Mm -hmm. because, and not, and, and really what I'm learning is it, I think it's one of the healthiest things that we can ever do for ourselves. Um, it's actually such a strength because it's a strength to say, and it's courage and bravery to say, like, I'm going to press into these hard things because yeah. I want to be healthier. Yeah. Because I want to be my best self. Yeah. Most people will just be like, ah, uh, forget it and right. stuff it away. And so I think counseling is the opposite. I think it, it shows such strength to be willing to get so vulnerable. And as an Enneagram 8, vulnerability is clearly my challenge in life. So <laughs> I keep saying vulnerability is courageous. But through that, um, she's been pressing in um, and making me do a lot of hard work internally. And what I'm recognizing is that the pressure that I put on myself and the pressure that I feel is so um, connected to anxiety which I know mm-hmm. a lot of you guys that listen in, you, we've talked about before. And the anxiety that I feel is due to a loss of control, mm-hmm. losing control or feeling like I will lose control. And I've had situations in my life, you know, most um, mostly connected to, to Adam's health and things that we've walked through, um, some connected to our adoption mm-hmm. that have made me feel like I'm losing control or mm-hmm. I'm not in control, which I'm not anyway, but I, I live in this facade a lot. And have increased anxiety in me. And what I'm learning is that that's pressure. Anxiety always feels like pressure. Mm-hmm. And it, and we weren't designed to live that way to carry it. Mm-hmm. So you're coming from a perspective today of you're in a hospital several hours a day. Every, 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 Can all we week. talk about that for one second? <laughs> yes. About a six. <laughs> right. Being in the hospital. <laughs> I can't. Twice a day. For 14 days, for several hours, 
becoming acutely aware of every single thing that could ever go wrong, worst case scenario in front of your face. Oh my I've gosh. been like, we're all changing our diets. We're all like, <laughs> I leave and I'm like, I think I'm having appendicitis, man. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's but, the worst kind of. But like, you're in an environment every yeah. day where you're seeing life and death. The worst, the, the worst of the worst. And you're going, why did I even let myself mm-hmm. feel pressure about? Yeah. Um, so I think it's, I think what we want today is just to be helpful as much as mm-hmm. we can to say, it's not just an idea that you can trade pressure for peace. It's actually something that you can yep. do, but you're going to have to do the hard work. You're going to have to actually put these things into mm-hmm. motion, not listen to the podcast and go, you know what? That was a good word and tuck that away and run right back to the, to the yeah. rat race of yeah. pressure, but actually do these things. So hopefully as we dive in, it's and helpful. I've, I've been an example of that. And it's been interesting because even Matt has said this, Matt's like on pins and needles every day about like, is Tammy going to lose it? Because mm. <laughs> typical Tammy might lose it. <laughs> And even last night during the surgery, Matt's like, you seem so at peace. Mm. I said, I I am like, I've had to dig to a place and make a priority for myself for like what felt like a survival. And so I can say that if, if this is your true heart's desire, Mm. it is possible. I've been doing it in, in one of the hardest things I've ever endured in this last month. Yeah. So. So there's hope for everybody. So let's let's dive in. All right. Um, the first thing that that we're going to talk about is learning to embrace, not just mm-hmm. endure imperfections. Mm-hmm. Everything we see everywhere about the holidays looks perfect, yep. and not just from the commercials and the Hallmark movies. Which you ladies out there, settle down. Like settle down with the Hallmark movies. I get it. <laughs> But I don't get it. <laughs> it's it's an overdose of fake perfection. And you walk away from the Hallmark movie looking at your husband like he's dead to you, but that dude is not even for real on the show. Okay. <laughs> um every town does not have a perfect unmarried doctor. Okay. They just don't. <laughs> let's let's go back. So it's one thing to go, things will be imperfect. We know mm-hmm. they will be, but that's like enduring it. Mm-hmm. There's a completely different mindset to say, I'm going to embrace yeah. my tree that my kids decorated that everything is. Bring it. That's <laughs> the word I need. <laughs> so I think, you know, I think one of the things is, is chasing perfection feels like pressure. Mm-hmm. I'm chasing this idea. I'm chasing this um, look, this feel but celebrating imperfection mm-hmm. is peace. Mm-hmm. Sitting back in your living room and looking at the imperfectness of it all and mm-hmm. going, this is beautiful. Yep. That's what I think. I just think that, you know, even like when I'm, I'm sorry, I'm like the biggest downer about this hospital thing. That's where I've lived. You know, yeah. I've lived there for the last 14, 15 days, but you know, I'm sitting there sometimes my mom is sleeping and I'm just scrolling like, oh, I'm going to try to get some Christmas stuff up because I have to still balance my mom plus life life. Yeah. And so, and I'm like scrolling Pinterest and I'm like Christmas trees in the bedroom. (laughs) Right. I need Christmas bedding now to like (laughs) be Pinterest ready, you know? And I'm looking at some of these, I'm just scrolling, looking at everything that's out there, like for the holidays right now. And it's like, not even a way you would live your home. It's staging a life that you don't actually live in. Yeah. And 
that to me, I started feeling all pressure. Like I got to go get all new stuff. My <laughs> stuff is good old enough. stuff. <laughs> yes. I have a box <laughs> of stuff for you actually, <laughs> but, um, it is. And so, you know, I, I have found that with myself of feeling like the house needs to look mm-hmm. picture perfect all the time, everything in its place. And I, I think I shared once on the podcast about my situation with my tree, about how the kids were like, we're not even helping you because we know you're going to redo it after we (laughs) And so it was interesting because I was putting some stuff up yesterday while my mom was in her surgery because we we couldn't be there. There's no place for us to be at the hospital. And Kennedy was there and and Ethan was there and they're like laying down and Kennedy's like, should we be helping you? And I'm like, yeah, do you want to do this? Which was so not like me. Yeah. Because typically I'm like, I got it. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Which I put that pressure on myself, not thinking like how much she might enjoy. Yeah. Maybe she gets to decide what the table looks like this year or mm. that kind of thing. And just saying what I want my house to be is a place everyone wants to, everyone meaning my five, mm-hmm. you know, feels like peace for them. Yeah. And so instead of it looking perfect, I want it to feel like their safe haven, like their peaceful place yeah. over the holidays and how my I've changed in that. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I think as we talk about interacting with family and friends and we go to a party or we are get we get invited to this, we put um our family, you know, your family Christmas card, it has to look this way. Like we stage matching outfits, yeah, matching matching pajamas on Christmas morning. Like just save your pajama photo for your family. Like just keep it. (laughs) I don't need to see your husband in a onesie. Okay. I just don't, um, just, but it's this idea that we're chasing me making Matt wear a onesie. (laughs) I actually wish he would. Like, I actually want to be that family. Yeah. And you know, Matt Brown is like, not having that's it. you're not We're the boss not of me <laughs> you are not the boss of me he's got a high eight too right now he's pretty much letting me be the boss of him because he's like feels you know he just I'm, wants to love me well but yes. i think if i asked him to put a christmas onesie on he would draw the line <laughs> <laughs> but as i was thinking about this idea i started thinking about the first christmas being about as imperfect as it could be I mean, mm-hmm. nothing went right. right. Nothing. And it was <laughs> we're God. All, we're all a step up from Yeah, that. and God was orchestrating the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like nothing happened. He was like, what? There's no room at the end? That's, that didn't go according to plan. <laughs> right. it, he was orchestrating such an imperfect first Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what's the lesson in that for us? Mm-hmm. That we, we don't have to hold it as tightly. That we don't have to... Um, do it just the way our mom did or our mother-in-law thinks we should or our boyfriend's mom or Mm -hmm. our sister, like that we can like relax and loosen up Mm -hmm. because that first Christmas was as imperfect as it could have been. And yet it was the most powerful, Mm -hmm. right? And I think um, Adam tells a story of many, many years ago when he was a little boy, um, he was notorious for trying to find presents. Um, And so his dad was like, you're not finding these presents. So he actually hid them in a trash bag. But his dad also doesn't allow for any clutter and ever. So he took out the trash one day and it was all of their presents. And he threw them away. Yes, he threw them away. And they didn't have the money to go rebuy all of those things. And But Adam remembers that being one of the most special, most meaningful Mm -hmm. Christmases because it wasn't tearing through gifts. It was enjoying each other. Mm-hmm. It was so. I just feel. I just feel like it's not just enduring imperfections, mm-hmm. but it's actually embracing them. Yeah, 
Because as imperfect as it is, it reminds you, this is, this is my real life. Don't you think that now I'm going to play the old lady card right now? It's fine. <laughs> Me and all my old ladyness. <laughs> but um, what I'm finding the older I get is that the more I can laugh at things that go wrong, mm-hmm. the more I feel at peace. Yes. Like the more I can laugh at myself, laugh at whatever, instead of get all uptight or like embarrassed or whatever, I I'm happier. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a weird thing. The older you get, the less, I mean, most likely in most cases, the less you feel like you have to be perfect, the more okay you are with being who you actually are Yeah. in all of your imperfections, in all of your weakness. Um, you embrace your strengths better, but I I'm feeling that in such a huge way outside of what I'm going through right now, just in general of, you know, the house doesn't have to look a certain way or I want it to look my way. What feels good to me instead of it looking the current way. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And I'm finding myself and, and this I think is what I would want to encourage anybody listening is that I'm finding myself trying to pursue having more fun mm-hmm. than looking fake. Preach. And that's a word. In, in this world where it's like, you know, most of Matt and I's arguments around the holidays, our entire life of having kids have been at Christmas card day, <laughs> Christmas card picture day. Like we got in a fight one time with the picture people in the mall and Matt walked home. We lived in Orange Crest. <laughs> oh my God. He was just, Cause you know, the kids are like not cooperating and I want totally. this perfect picture. Now when the pictures are bad, I actually think it's so funny. Like, and that imperfection is actually what gives the joy in yeah, life. Totally. And so that's what I want to encourage. Instead of trying to look fake online by having everyone's hair just right, every outfit perfectly co- coordinated or the matching pajamas, which I'm still probably getting matching pajamas for me and my girls, but <laughs> hey, do it. Um, I, I think that it's the imperfection where the joy is found. Yeah. When you really, when you, when you dial, when you drill it down to its finest component, the moments and the memories you remember, like, remember when you gave me that crazy, imperfect gift or that funny thing happened. I think that you're totally right. Um, This, I'm sorry, this is irrelevant, but sort of relevant, but it's making me think of uh, Ethan a few years ago, his school picture came back and he wasn't ready for it, but that's the school picture. It's like the worst (laughs) school picture. He's making a super fake smile. He's not really looking at the camera. (laughs) Out of all of his pictures, the one where his hair is perfect, it's on point, best shirt, best background, like I've paid to touch up or whatever, that picture is my most favorite picture at today. Yeah. And he's a junior in high school. <laughs> and I just think there's something to that. And yeah. that's a way to trade yep. trade the pressure for the piece. Yep. Is to find the joy in it, to laugh at it, to it, those are the things that we're gonna look back on mm-hmm. and and be funny. We're never gonna be like, remember that one time we really nailed that Christmas card and we all looked so good? Yeah. I mean that's just the conversation you're not hearing. You're gonna hear, remember that time we were all looking, but you weren't because what right. or you know, that kind of a thing. And so have fun. Mm-hmm. Like don't don't sacrifice your fun for being fake or yeah. looking fake yeah. or the pressure. Don't sacrifice yeah. your fun for being fake. Yeah. Tweet that. That's a great segue though into the second one, which is, and we're but we both get a little triggered by this. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm make, coughing so much today. Make your presence, not your presence under the tree, but your actual presence, 
a higher priority than your post. Oh, here we go. <laughs> this is, did you, if you heard those deep breaths, it's because <laughs> we may or may not exchange <laughs> processing thoughts on this with mm-hmm. each other. Um, and that's and what, what you just talked about, savor moments instead of staging them. Mm-hmm. I, I remember feeling as a kid, and my mom did such a beautiful job with our Christmases. Like our house was always beautiful and all of that. But me and my brother and my sisters will laugh because we would like feel those moments where it was like, go put your Christmas sweater on. Dad's got the flute music playing. And now we're all going to stand in front of the Christmas tree. And the truth was we were all wearing like mixed match pajamas. We probably spilled gingerbread cookie on them. (laughs) Our hair wasn't brushed. And like that, and you know, but that wasn't what was being celebrated. It was like, go do this thing where I just think, I just think savoring moments instead of staging them has become Mm -hmm. such a lost value mm-hmm. um, because we're trying to portray something to people we don't even know or care about rather than safeguarding or really enjoying the people that are in front of us that matter the most, you know? One of the things that you and I have maybe laughed at once or twice is or a hundred times. how many <laughs> times we see something posted that we're like, who's taking that picture? Because yeah. a picture looks like we're capturing a, a moment, a secret moment, but it's like not secret. It's so staged. Right. We're like, but the picture looks like you're getting an inside look at our real behind the scenes. But it's like that. <laughs> but it isn't. <laughs> and because so, you don't walk around open mouth laughing and people yeah. taking your photo. No offense. I'm glad and, you're laughing. You know, I have my sister has a granddaughter and we were talking about how she will like correct the adults in her life, like my sister or her mom or other people like, get off your phone. Wow. Why are you always taking pictures on your phone? And I even think that the little, you know, little kids are getting this better than we are sometimes. I mean, I'm as guilty of it. My 22 and 21 and 17 year old are like, mom. Yeah. Not now. Yes. This moment's for us. Yes. You know, and I'll be like, oh, sorry. And then I do it anyway. It's a telling telling (laughs) thing when something happens and my daughter goes, don't post that. Yeah. I'm like, ooh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, Now, on one hand, I'm like, if you do that, I am going to post it because it can be a source of like punishment. (laughs) But I wouldn't really. Um, But I think that I think that it's so I think that it's so true Mm -hmm. because this is something that, again, as I've been processing my anxiety, which mm-hmm. is pressure, and what what I'm doing that's unhealthy, what I realize is that my presence with my kids, my presence with, with my family, with my husband, with my friends, could be a source of their peace. Mm-hmm. When I'm disengaged or when I'm like here but not here, mm-hmm. I can be a source of creating angst inside of them because they don't feel seen or heard or valued. Mm-hmm. So when we're constantly chasing this idea of I got to get the perfect post, then the people who are around us who are actually with us, mm-hmm. they feel more like props mm-hmm. than like the people that we love the most. Yep. And I'm challenging myself. Like, so some of the things that I've done and, and, and I'm nowhere close to where I want to be. It's just, I'm, I'm not where I was, but I'm, I'm, I'm in progress is I'm choosing moments during the day where I purposefully leave my phone upstairs Uh and I come downstairs to be with my family. 
Like I don't, I don't just turn it off and have it with me. I literally like remove myself from it because my job, um, because of work, because of different things I have going on and because it's like, oh, there's a commercial wall. I'll just scroll. (laughs) Oh, I'm just sitting here not talking. Oh, I'll just. Because we're addicts. We're all addicts to our phones. Yeah. And when we're on our phones constantly, that is, that is increasing the pressure that we feel because someone else's family afternoon looks way better than ours, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, that that's what one of the things that this last, you know, several weeks with my mom has taught me is, like I said, Matt has said to me, I can't believe you seem like you're at so much peace. Mm. One of the biggest things I've cut out is my phone. Yeah. Now I've gotten on here and there and I've tried to post updates because I just can't text out a bazillion times. I don't have the energy, but I've had to say, I've had to be so disciplined to just like keep it together. Yeah. And there, I know there's a correlation totally because I see something online and I'm angsty. I don't have any extra angst to give right now. That's outside of my mom. Yeah. And, um, I have noticed the benefit of, Mm. of, I get home, like when I get home from the hospital night, I do the same thing. I go put my phone away and I just, I'm like, I just, yeah. Lay in Matt's arms or lay in front of the fire. You know, my son will like come and hug me or, mm. and that's all I can handle. Like yeah. what, I, what's happening. And here's the truth. That's true for most of us, not even in a dire situation. Absolutely. Our everyday lives is all we can handle, yep. which I think is why with social media, anxiety is through the roof in people's lives. Yep. And because our actual lives is enough for all of us. Yeah. We're, then we're throwing everybody else's actual life. Then our their perceived pressure mm-hmm. that we're not living up to or measuring up or we, we're so dissatisfied, which pressures us yep. to, to do more. And so I love the idea of being present. Mm-hmm. And even, even, and again, I can only speak to where I'm at right this moment. And, you know, I have like such little headspace right now, but, you know, even... With my mom in this situation, you know, she's in the hospital. And one of the things she said one day was like, I don't have to Christmas shop this year. (laughs) And I'm like, no, you don't want (laughs) to, you know, and I'm just thinking even that the pressure of that. And so I was like, mom, your presence is our present. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a little conversation that we had, like you being here is everything we want. Yeah. You know? And so even in that, I think we can encourage people to really um think about yep. what the focus is yeah that's giving them pressure you know a, a good friend of mine she was telling me that her and her um husband don't do gifts they do an experience because yep. they feel like all the time they're so busy for each other that they do exper- a shared experience as their gift mm-hmm. and so i was like that's really cool so i think all of us can rethink oh yeah what is the purpose and, and not have to follow the trending that you're seeing happening 80, online 5, or whatever, you know, your know tree. your people, yep. think about what's best for them or being together. And, you know, my perspective has shifted so much thinking like, I never thought last Christmas would be my last Christmas with my mom. Mm-hmm. And that's been our reality for the last three weeks, mm-hmm. you know, of like, oh my gosh, if I had known that I probably would have made a bigger deal or let some things go or, you know, and I, and Matt, you know, Matt's been like, babe, we, none of us know, Mm -hmm. none of us are guaranteed. And so, you know, and and especially I think I can speak to families that have little ones, littlerish ones of, 
as slow as it feels, it goes by so fast. Oh, yeah. And, you know, to just be present, Mm -hmm. play games, enjoy that time together, let your presence be the focus instead of the actual presence. Yeah. And then you're actually setting your kids up for better success in the future anyway of just gratitude and and understanding what actually matters in life. Totally. Because literally we all know this in a week from Christmas, whatever they open they're that day with is the boxes. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're over it and there's the new thing that's out because now Target's released all the new stuff yeah. and everything they got a week and ago is already old. You didn't have to throat punch the woman behind you to get the last <laughs> thing that you were waiting in line for at Black Friday. So you can be saved right? and all exactly. that. Exactly. So to that point though, last year we decided to give each of our kids an experience. Mm-hmm. And so as this year's rolled around, we've ta- started talking about what, what are you, all three of them have said, I, I wanted like the experience mm-hmm. by far. It was their favorite gift. It, it included, you know, time with us, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, what we, we carved out a day or a few days and they've all even said, even if my experience costs a little bit more and I didn't have as much to open, which I said, you won't because these experiences are cost a little bit more money you're totally right in saying that those things matter more than more more than gifts and that that's such a great um reminder because the next thing we're talking about is practicing contentment instead of comparison mm. and i as i wrote this like i actually got teary eyed because um i'm getting teary right now thinking about it our first christmas with with elijah which you know um 16, you know, j- mm-hmm. just by the time this airs, he'll have just turned 16 is my oldest. We literally had no money. Like mm-hmm. I remember Christmas shopping and it, we hadn't like nothing, but it was our first Christmas and clearly his first Christmas. He didn't care because he yeah. didn't have, it might've been our second Christmas because he was born right around. So it was probably a second Christmas. Um, we just had nothing. Like we, we had the, the smallest house with, with no money and, it was so precious and special because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we had him. Yeah. <laughs> like we, my first pregnancy was a miscarriage, which I didn't foresee. And I was a good bit along. So it was, it was a surprise. So I just remember praying so, so deeply that God would give me a baby. And I remember not having a lot of money and not having all these, you know, crazy things to give each other or him, but it was so precious because we had him and it was Mm -hmm. like, God had given me the gift of my heart. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. going back to that though, in a different season, I know that the, even knowing that experiencing that, remembering that getting teary eyed over it, I'll still be pulled into this direction of, well, their 16 year old got a car or, or they, and the, you know, they went to the Bahamas or, or whatever those things are. I can get to this place of, well, man, I wish we could, or man, I wish I had, or I wish we, instead of contentment for mm-hmm. what we have. And I think not just practicing that for ourselves, but in what we give, mm-hmm. like we should give gifts according to what we have, mm-hmm. not what they, whoever your they is, everybody has a they. Everybody has another family or another person or another couple or another friend that they're always comparing themselves mm-hmm. to. So whoever that person is in your mind, as you're identifying them, you don't need to give according to what they can do. You don't need to compare, but be content with where you are mm-hmm. and what you have. Because the truth is, is we have, we have so much. Well, and I think that that is, um, you know, a word 
to interject there is also if you're a person that is about what you get from people, yeah, you know, let this be a challenge to you of your expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Calm down. (laughs) You know, of just knowing that people can give what they have and, and honoring that in them and not condemning and, and, and adding to that pressure. Yes. You know, we need to put the pressure off of other people, myself included, because I can do that. Mm -hmm. I, I can fall into that. Sometimes I compare what maybe our families give to other people or give versus what they give to us or that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And the truth is God's so good to us mm-hmm. and I don't need any of the things that, Yeah, you right. know, that, you know, you've heard me say before, Matt says my best gift to him is nothing, <laughs> not <laughs> spending money um, on him. And so I just think that that's something for the rest of us to work on too, is to just be grateful for the people in our life. Yeah. I can say that with my mom right now. I've just... I'm so grateful she's here. And mm-hmm. and the best way to be content is to count your blessings. It, yes. It's like the cheesiest. Yeah, but whatever, it's so true. But it is so, so true. And um, I just think that that's something we can work to, which maybe that's why Thanksgiving falls before Christmas to get us into that mindset. And just so everyone knows, Thanksgiving does come before Christmas, regardless of what you're seeing. <laughs> It's, it's, it's actually a real thing. Um, what's so funny is that because I started sort of decorating for Christmas, I think I told you this before we started today, which was twofold of just like, I just needed to distract my mind yeah. a little bit, but also because I'm not sure what aftercare will be like for my mom. I wanted to have that done. Mm-hmm. And so Matt's like, so we're just passing right over. Cause he's a big, like you don't decorate. I used to be until, the same way. Me too. I've never done it early but until my kids this year. Are like, Please, mom. Thanksgiving's so, so late this year too. I know. So it's like, but um, I just he's he's teasing me about it, but then he gets it. Yeah. You know, he gets it, and so I just think for you know for this go moving into the season, practicing contentment means all the time being thankful for the money you have, being thankful for the people you have, yep, being thankful for the days off you have. Mm-hmm the celebrations you are invited to, the things you get to give to, be a part of. Right. Um, You know, and if you don't have something to be a part of, we'll just plug right now. Come to Sandals Church on Christmas Eve. Yes. We have incredible... There's room for you. There's room for you. And um, we have incredible things happening. We have our December 6th event. It's free. Come to that. Be surrounded with with people and experience the kindness of Christmas. And I'm not saying these things to literally promote them. It's there are things for you to be a part of. Um this holiday season for those of you who don't have something to be a part of. But, you know, another thing that I've just become so acutely aware of lately is all these families that are like me Mm. that have been like my family. I mean, I'm in a ward of 22 patients waiting every day for their transplant. Yeah. So now I'm like, I'm the biggest advocate to be a donor, which I'm not going to go there right now, but also, these families, they're not thinking about Christmas or Thanksgiving or what they're going to do. They're thinking every day about, yeah. you know, of just like, who are the people in your life that are in that place that you can love on just by showing up or, right. you know, the one of the nicest, not, I mean, I've gotten a lot of nice things done for me lately, but if someone texts me a Starbucks card, 
Oh. Do you know how to do this? No. I, I'm like, you need to teach me how to do this. So one of our pastor's wives, like all of a sudden in my text, it's like, I'm thinking of you and boom, like a Starbucks card what? pops up in the text thread and it's 10 bucks. And I bought breakfast with it on the way to the hospital the next morning. How cool. And it was just so great. I've now learned how to do it. Okay, and I'm like, I'm going to do this for people. I'll send, people. I'll send you one right <laughs> after this show. <laughs> but, um, Honestly, like think of those people this season Mm -hmm. and you will find yourself so grateful for your life. You know, my son and I have an an interesting conversation happening lately because, you know, he's had a couple years at school that have been tough relationally, a lot of drama, Mm -hmm. a lot of grades stuff, you know, just not a lot of wins. And so it's been interesting this year when he comes home and he's like, today was pretty boring. And I'm like, don't you love that? He's like, yep. Yep. You know, you become grateful for normal mundane for the mundane. Yes. When everything's just kind of going along and a lot of people around you right now are in crisis. And I'm not saying you have to give to them or whatever, but I'm saying be there for them. Think of them. Like Mm -hmm. how, how can you, and I'm telling you the joy of the Lord comes from when we're just about other people. Yeah. We're grateful for what God's done in our life and we'd be a blessing to other people. And so part of that contentment will be, be grateful for your boring life. Yeah. Be grateful that it's, I miss my boring life right now. Um, but also to think of people because what we're going to do is we compare ourselves in the comparison part of this, we compare to other people's best part, Mm -hmm. but we start comparing your life to all these people waiting in the hospital, waiting for transplant perspective shift. Yep. The perspective of transplant for me of yesterday when my mom got her transplant, that's like our best day someone else said goodbye Mm. to their loved one. That's their worst day. Mm. Like wrapping my mind around that has been so hard. Yeah. Because that whoever that family is, is living the very thing we don't want to live. Yeah. And so when I compare, when I compare to that, I'm like, right. How do you compare to that? Yeah. And so what you need, what we all need to start doing is comparing our best days to everyone else's worst mm-hmm. instead of vice versa. Yeah. And, and, and you will find such contentment. Thank you, God. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's what the things that drive comparison. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a coincidence. I think it's very purposeful that the things that drive comparison, which are bitterness, jealousy, mm-hmm. envy, um, complaining, ingratitude, those are all sins that God condemns. Mm-hmm. So there, it's no, it's no just coincidence that as I'm driven to compare and I feel ungrateful, I feel like I missed out on, I feel like I don't have th- those, those things surface. And those are all things that keep us like stiff arming God because mm-hmm. he hates them. But yet, like what you're talking about when there's gratitude and there's this overwhelming sense of, man, God, thank you so much for who you are to me during this season or what you've given to me, that attitude draws us towards him. Mm -hmm. So it's not even just like, don't compare, be content. It's also recognize that the enemy is at work in your heart and your life. If you're not guarding against those things, he's, he is driving a wedge between you and God. And that should matter to you more than anything else. Mm -hmm. But like you said, even, even in counseling, um, she's, she keeps saying, I want you to journal. I'm like, okay. And then, like right before my next appointment, I'm like, crap, I didn't journal. <laughs> because, but, cause she's like, I want you to write this mm-hmm. down. I want mm-hmm. you to remember. And so I'm going to challenge you that if you are like, man, 
I'm struggling with this. Man, this is hard for me. Man, I do feel like I have a bent towards seeing what's wrong with everything or Mm -hmm. complaining about. I'm going to ask you to sit down and journal. And even if you need to start with, I have breath in my lungs. I have a mind to formulate this thought. Yeah, I've spent spent (laughs) the last 14 days like watching people on ventilators and oxygen and wheeling around their... IVs and I'm like, here I am just walking in, walking out, breathing. Yeah. And I'm grateful. So I I honestly think that with everything we talk about, if you start here, mm-hmm. it might be the best place to start because it it matters so much and and yet it can just trigger us in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Um so one of the one of the last things that I wanna like talk about is Um, one of the best things I ever read when I was doing like an Advent devotional a few years ago was this idea that peace is not a feeling. It's a person Mm -hmm. like, um, his name shall be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, the Prince of peace. Peace, Yeah. Like it's a person. And we sing the song Christmas time, um, prepare him room. Mm -hmm. Can you sing a little? (laughs) No, sorry. I love you, but I draw the line somewhere. I tried, you guys. I tried. (laughs) Um, But there's this idea that pressure to do all these things takes us away from prioritizing our time with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like we're wrapping, we're baking, we're we're going, we're caroling. I don't don't know if you actually do that anymore. (laughs) I clearly don't. We're, we're, we're planning, we're, we're shopping, we're, we're doing all of these things. Um, and I was really challenged the other day because, um, it was kind of a joke meme, but then I was like, Ooh, that kind of hurt. Um, someone was like, you've got time to binge watch that show, but you, you don't have time to like, oh, I just didn't have time to like meet with God. I just didn't have time. But mm-hmm. man, I binge watched my favorite show on Netflix. Yeah. And I think this time of year more than any other time, and we should prioritize God all the time, but just reflecting on the fact that peace is a person mm-hmm. and who Jesus is and what his coming to earth means for me, what it means for us. Mm-hmm. And like preparing, prepare him room. You know, it's going back to, again, that imperfect Christmas. Mary's like, I've got to have this baby. They're like, um, um, yep. and not having a place. And yet, how many times does God say, I want to sit down with you. I want to talk with you. And we're like, oh man, I just, I wish I had time, but I'm on the go. I'm so we're doing the Instagram Bible thing. <laughs> like we're quoting that, that Christian leader, that author, rather than preparing him room in our hearts and, and really just making space mm-hmm. and making it a priority to, to be well, with I think, God. I mean, I think if we were going to be super real, I think we could say, you could measure to a degree sure, the amount of peace that you're experiencing to the amount of Jesus you're prioritizing Oh, because yes, there is a direct correlation. And I think all of us can maybe do some self reflection, mm-hmm. being real with ourselves yeah. about, you know, if, if you are at, at all time angst, how much time are you spending with God? What are you, what are we prioritizing over mm-hmm. him? Are we prioritizing all the things over, over the person? Yeah. And then we're like, I'm, I'm a wreck. And, and here's the thing that's happened to me so many years is the holidays come and go. And I'm like, 
man, I looked forward to them all year long and I feel like I, I missed them. Mm. And it's because all the things. Yeah. And, and and prioritizing all the things over the person. Yeah. And so I think what we want to challenge women to do and the thing we're challenging ourselves to do is to prioritize the person. Right. And that, um, and that's the reason why I think it's important to to kind of, again, drive home this point that peace is not a feeling. Your feelings come and go. Mm-hmm. Your feelings of happiness, of contentment, of peace being a person that that takes precedence over all mm-hmm. of the feelings. Mm-hmm. So again, your your current situation, it's been an emotional roller coaster. It still is. Mm-hmm. If peace was just one of those feelings that mm-hmm. you were going oh. through, but it's the fact that I've had as, to choose it yeah. in the midst of chaos every yeah. day. Yeah. You know, you know that we we had offers and we thought we were getting the transplant right. like, like 10 minutes before we don't. And it's like up and then down and then up. And then, you know, to just to be like, okay, like yeah. I'm, yep. I'm going to choose this. And so I think that, again, perspective and what we want is what Melody and I care about and what part of the vision of Cultivate is we want you guys to be the healthiest versions of yourself, mm-hmm. you know, um, spiritually wise, relationally kind, emotionally healthy. And so that's, you know, we want to encourage you guys that we don't have to be like everything else that's going on in the world. Right. We're supposed to be who God's called us to be and focused on what he has said matters most. Yeah. And that is going to be counterculture to every single thing starting already starting right i would it's it's a few days before thanksgiving right now by the time you listen thanksgiving will have and gone we started seeing christmas stuff go up november November 1st the day after Halloween. halloween and every single thing in the world around us is saying it's about one thing yep we want to remind you and as we're reminding ourselves it's about jesus mm-hmm. and um and and just the pressure that the world is going to put on us. And, you know, we, we wouldn't be, I guess, doing anybody any favors by like pretending that we're not responsible to some degree to this ourselves. Mm -hmm. Nobody's forcing you to scroll as much as you are. Nobody's forcing you. Yeah. We all make choices on the daily. And then we're like, Oh my gosh, I'm just so yes. And it's up to us to make our own best choices. Yep. It's up to us to be our own best protectors. Yeah. And so if we want to pursue peace over pressure, if we want to exchange that, knowing that peace is our best interest, knowing that pressure is a detriment to us relationally, personally, spiritually, yep. and physically, pressure takes a toll on your body as I have experienced in the last few weeks so much of just like weird pains and all kinds of stuff that pressure and stress do to us. Trading that for peace mm-hmm. is part of our personal responsibility and it's going to take personal discipline. Yep. And so there's a couple things like we have a couple questions for you guys. Um, the first one you talked about Mel was embrace. Okay. So going back, embrace, yep. not just endure imperfections. So I think we'd ask you guys, what imperfections do you need to embrace? Mm-hmm. So if I asked you that, what would you say? Um, I think I need to embrace just the, our, our, because of my work, you know, mm-hmm. um, Christmas day becomes like the first real day of, <sighs> you know? Mm-hmm. So 
I'm not going to get to all the things. I'm not going to get to, you know, all the experiences and all of that. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a a little bit of a post, like Mm -hmm. post Christmas, we'll get to go do some of those things. Um, And and just embracing that because I love what I do. Mm -hmm. I love what I get to be a part of. I love that I get to be a part of creating services and experiences at Mm -hmm. sandals for people to come to. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not a burden. It's, it's a joy. It just means other things look different and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And that the cookies I bake with Addison are not going to be, they, they hopefully they won't be poisonous. I don't. That's what I'm saying. Like she asks to do it and I'm like, like, wow, I'm like break and bake, but that's not what she means. So I'm going to just embrace it and bake is you just break it off. Like it's already made. And you just put it oh, on the I cookie never sheet. Heard of that. Yeah. Uh, people who don't <laughs> bake like me, that's what we do. That's how we bake. <laughs> oh, they probably don't make make and break egg-free, gluten-free, dairy-free. They don't. All that. Okay, no. That's why I've never heard of them. Um, I think for me, it, it would be just, you know, I have a lot of one in me perfection. So for me, I do have a struggle of the house needs to look just so. Mm-hmm. The gifts need to be the perfect gift for every single person. And the truth is I don't have capacity yeah. to get everything done and make sure everybody has the perfect experience this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that's going to be is embracing like, like cele- I, I, I'm going to say embrace celebrating what I do get done. Yeah. Well, you know what it is? Here, <laughs> here's a funny way to think about it. You know, when you're shopping and you pick up something on clearance and it says as is, like you're looking at it, it's like it's missing a button or the zipper, whatever, but it's like a steal. So you're yeah. like, well, I'm going to get it. Yeah. It's almost like looking at your holiday experience and going as is. Yeah. And I still love it. Yeah. I still love it as is. Because what I want to do is, you know, it's a rarity for me right now to have all three of the kids home at the same time, yeah. especially with the girls. They both work. They're both adults. They both have lives. And so stop cleaning if they're home and just be with them. Yeah. Put my phone down when they're both home. Yeah. And just that's going to be, you know, and let everything else around us be imperfect so that I can have per- like a perfect yeah moment with them. with them or, and I don't mean the moment will be perfect because, you know, I'm still their mom. I drive them nuts. What's so funny is I see, I'm starting to see my girls that look at me the way I look at my mom when she's driving me nuts. <laughs> I'm like, I'm becoming my mom. Um, but Your for me, that's going to be it is is letting everything externally be imperfect so that I can be present with mm-hmm. the girls. I'm with Ethan all the time, but with the girls mostly. And now with my own mom, you know. Yeah. Um, okay, number two, make your presence a higher priority than your posts. Mm-hmm. So here's our challenge to everybody else. So we want you to be thinking, what boundaries do you need to set to focus on being present? Mm. Yeah. I think it goes back to what we turn like leaving your phone somewhere else, Mm -hmm. like leaving it upstairs, being downstairs, um, setting boundaries on how much you scroll. Like one of the things in that's come up in my counseling is once you stop doing something, she was explaining your brain's already wired to do that. Mm -hmm. So we made this funny correlation that when I overindulge on dairy cheese, I break out. So, so when I broke out the last time, my friend was like, you need to like watch what you eat. So I started doing that. And that was the, that was the connection I made. Like it's too much dairy causes me to break out. Mm-hmm. So I've said no to that mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've stopped breaking out like mostly. So and she's that, like, that's, that's your, your brain has already wired itself to go. 
stop doing that because I don't want that to happen. Mm -hmm. And like what you were saying earlier, that's what we have to do with Mm -hmm. scrolling with all these other things. We have to scroll now. Like I'm not okay. So stop scrolling. Right. But we don't want to do that because it's hard. And I don't want to stop eating cheese guys. Our brains are wired to scroll right now. If you, any red light, people listening in your car right now and you're in a red light, look around you. Every person's on their phone. Yeah. Like we can't even beat a red light without scrolling. Yeah. It's the craziest thing. It's making my husband crazy. He's yeah. like becoming a honker because he should just go to the New light Jersey. turns green. Everybody's a nobody honker. goes. And he's like, <laughs> and I was like, don't honk. It's going to start something. You know? <laughs> but he's like, they need to go. They could need to get off their phone. Yeah. But it's hard. It's hard to do. And our brains have become developed the appetite. Yes. For scrolling. Yep. And now when we have nothing to do, it's like, I, uh, I don't know what to do with myself. Yep. So it's, I think that's it. And that's such a great example of your, you know, when I, when I eat this, this, this happens. Is one, yes. So then what do I do? Stop is eating I, it. We yes. need to stop eating up our phones. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm so worse today. Sorry. Uh, okay. Um, the third thing we want everyone to think about that we're thinking about this time of year is to practice contentment instead of comparison. Mm-hmm. So here's our question. What parameters do you need to set in order to be content rather than constantly comparing? And let's just be super like practical with this. Um, I don't know how you guys manage your finances, if you manage them at Mm. all, but you need to set a budget. Mm -hmm. Like you need to look at what you have and give according to that and buy according to that. It's not the time of, well, it's it's Christmas. You only live once, like throw your credit card down. No, you don't. You need to, you need to give less presents or less expensive. Um, And maybe that means next year you start saving a little bit each month, but to be like really practical, mm-hmm. we overindulge this time of year and we justify mm-hmm. it for so many reasons, mm-hmm. but really we're, we're doing it to keep up with the Joneses. And what you're doing <laughs> is you're, um, you're like putting some pressure on layaway. Remember layaway at oh, Christmas? Layaway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's still a thing, but that was a thing when I was a kid. But what you're doing is, is putting lay- pressure on layaway for January, February yeah. when you're having to pay all that back. But you know what's interesting is I actually think that that goes for people who are on limited budget and people who have Everybody. money to an extreme. Yeah. Because here's what happens, what I've seen happen to people uh, um, who, do, who have whatever money. And we have a good friend of ours who is super duper uber wealthy. And he said, you know, it's actually sometimes can be harder when you could give something mm. and you think, should I? Yeah. And at Christmas when you're just like so crazy because what it's developing in your kids when you give like a crazy, it is, it develops an appetite of that's how life has to be. Yeah. And what I'm seeing now in kids who, who've lived like that and they're adults now, they can't live up to that, but that's what they're used to. Right. And so I think at any, I'm just, it's just an observation, but anybody who, what, regardless of your finance should think yes. about intention in that, mm-hmm. whether you can give a lot or a little but but let the pressure off and then. Yeah. Think, think through that, what, what you're developing in that and some, the pressure for your kids to have to live up to that. Yes. And also this is your permission um, member permission slips, like you had to sign them for your kids to go on whatever. Melody's giving out permission giving slips. permission slips. You can say no to things that trigger you. You don't have to go to every party that you get can invited to. <laughs> yes. I'm married to a five. Yes. <laughs> you, you don't have to. Like if you know 
going there or being around that person, Mm -hmm. you're working towards being the healthiest version of yourself. And so you know that as soon as you get around that level of, of just living or whatever that thing is, is, is going to set you in a bad place. You can Mm -hmm. go and leave early. You can say no, you can, you can do things. You can set parameters around your self care. Mm-hmm. It's not dirty. It's not well, you wrong. Know what's so interesting. Just hearing you say that is that I've had to do that these last three weeks. Mm. And it's like, I have an excuse, right? Like my mom's dying in the hospital. Yeah. So sorry, I can't whatever. But the truth is I, I have that permission all the time if yeah. I wanted to. Right. But I just, and, and I think it's why I felt the strongest and healthiest in some ways. Now, physically I have been dead. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I should say that in this situation. Well, but I know what you mean. You know what I mean, everybody, okay. right? Like, I have literally been dead tired. I, I, I'm I, doing the least amount of anything. I've Like, I'm driving to the hospital, sitting, driving home, getting in bed. Yeah. That's my days for two weeks. I'm more tired than when I pull, like, 12-hour work days or whatever like that. It's just a different. But right. internally, because I've, I have had to put all those boundaries, say no to things, say I can't do that, say I'm sorry, like... I don't have capacity for that. I have been the most at peace in the most tumultuous time mm. these last three weeks. Yeah. And so, so I just, interesting. that's going to be good for me to think through of what do I need to do mm-hmm. after the holidays even? Because right now I've been acutely aware of what I have. Like even Matt and I have someone super close to us that had a terrible week and they just need us. And I, I'm like, I, babe, you got to take this one. I mm. can't. And so he's like, got it. And he, cause he's a different capacity right now. He loves yeah. my mom, but it's still not his mom. Right. You know? Um, and so I think that that's something we all need to do mm-hmm. all the time to be the healthiest version totally. of ourselves. Yeah. And so that's something I'm going to for sure be Oh yeah. trying to figure out when I don't have the excuse. I mean, and it's not an excuse. It's really where I've been. Yeah. But I, I probably need to do that a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When my mom's not in the hospital and we're not in this situation yeah. too, because I have to be able to be okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, last one, right? Yep. Preparing him a room. Peace is a person and not a thing to remember that. And so here's our question for that. What commitments are you going to make to really prepare him room in your heart and your mind? Well, the one thing we, we talked about a little bit too is it's a, it's a, it's a common thing this time of year to participate in like spiritual rituals. Like mm-hmm. we're all going to go to the service as a family. Or which, you should, go, which you should, which you totally should totally do. To great. You should go to Santa <laughs> Church. But that's not the same as pursuing Jesus as a person. Right, right. Celebrating or praying over your Christmas meal <laughs> or doing whatever that can still be ritualistic and not personal. So my encouragement is to carve out space like we do for every other thing that matters to us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to be very diligent to work out four times a week and I carve that space out. Mm -hmm. I say no to other things to do that. Mm -hmm. It is no different for spiritual disciplines. Mm -hmm. When people say I feel disconnected from God, I say, how much time are you spending in the relationship? Mm -hmm. Because God is steadfast. He doesn't move. He's unchanging. He's always available. It's us. It's like you said, our personal responsibility. So Mm -hmm. it's prioritizing him. So carving out that time. There's great um, Advent devotionals. It's awesome to listen to the message on the weekends and go through the notes like Mm -hmm. with your group and on your own. Um, There are 
tell, we do not lack resources as American Christians. Mm-hmm. I will not preach on this right now, but <laughs> we do not lack for resources to grow spiritually and go deeper with God. We just tell him no. Mm-hmm. So today could be your your December 1st. Today could be your, for, you know what? For the next 25 days, I'm gonna carve out time to pursue Jesus, mm-hmm. to prioritize him because he is the Prince of Peace and he will give me what I need. Like I love this verse in Matthew 11, 28, 29. He says, come to me, all of you who are weary. You're weary from the pressure and carry heavy burdens. Your, your heavy burdens, be it your mom in the hospital, be it a family member, be it a sickness, be it financial, and I will give you rest and then he says, let me teach you because I'm humble and I'm gentle at heart. And you, he promises mm-hmm. you will find rest for your souls. Mm-hmm. And soul rest is so beautiful mm-hmm. and we need it and we find it in Jesus. So whatever those commitments are, write them down, get accountability, share them with someone and say, ask me about this in two weeks. I'm making this my goal. I'm making this my, my priority. Mm-hmm. Check in with me every now and ask how I'm doing with it because we do better with goals when mm-hmm. we have people who are cheering us on. And I would, I, yeah, I agree with that. Like the, when you really sink into rest for your souls, there, there's just so much to that. I mean, that's, that's where life is. Yeah. But also, you know, one of the things that Matt and I tried to do with the girls when they were little, um, is make sure that they understood what the season was about. Yeah. And um, we got some controversy for things we chose not to do and things that we did choose to do. Um, you know, we had to do the Santa controversy versus the Jesus controversy, you know, what's... And so um, one of the things that we tried to do is make sure all season long that Jesus was weaved in to whatever we're doing, whether it was the writing, the saying on the chalkboard, you know, instead of ho, 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 it might be, you know, um, adore him (laughs) or just so that they knew, like we all had reminders in the midst of it all. What's it about? You know, we have some traditions. I'm not telling everybody else they have to do this, but you know, our tree is all nativity type ornaments. I'm not saying you have to do that. I'm mm-hmm. not saying I'm more Christian than you love Jesus more. I'm just saying, I'm not going to compare myself to you right now. Yeah. I'm going to be content <laughs> with our family frog aside tree. We have two. And then once we started doing this, like making it our tradition, everyone who knows this, like gives us ornaments last year, I had to take like a box and be like, the tree can't fit. These. <laughs> and I'm like, how do I not hang up? These how do I not have how do I ones are, like, <laughs> but, um, you know, so figure figure out, here's what I would say is, you know, we do the tradition of on Christmas Eve, we read the, the nativity story of the Gospels. Yeah. And so figure out now, December 1st, yep. how you can weave Jesus into this season. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, I think you will experience peace, peace. over pressure. Yeah. Because every time Jesus is part of the picture, there's a peace over the pressure. Yeah. And so... I'm not saying go out and and trash all of your Santa stuff or your regular ornaments or anything like that. I'm just saying. Santa's not Satan. Calm down. (laughs) Calm down. (laughs) What I am saying is if you don't decide now, it will get decided because one day turns into a week, turns into now it's January. So decide now how Jesus can be weaved in. Make a night 
where you talk about it, figure out how you're going to work them into the day. Do not forget the Mm -hmm. Prince of Peace during the season, or it will just feel like pressure Mm -hmm. and you're going to miss it. But, but these are things not just for Christmas or the holidays. It just December. And we want to talk about this and it impacts us most now, but we want to go into 2020 figuring out how do we exchange pressure for peace? Yeah. Because the more we do that, the, the, we decrease our anxiety, our comparison, our bitterness, all of those things. And so we want to be women who who make that exchange. And I think today we've talked about how to do some of those things yeah. in a really great way. So please like yeah. share with us on, um, not while you're scrolling, just going on social media for this one thing. <laughs> Don't cultivate. stop scrolling. Don't <laughs> yet. <laughs> um, we know this sounds hypocritical Some right caveats now. to what we just talked about. <laughs> the one thing we do want you to come to is December 6th. Um, yeah. Our next Cultivate Gathering, Come Experience the Real Kindness of Christmas, is happening at our Hunter Park location on December the 6th. And honestly, this is such a beautiful night for you to grab your friends Grab your mom, your sisters, your cousins, your coworkers, and like step away. Mm-hmm. Come do some shopping at our marketplace that benefits others. Mm-hmm. Every single vendor is incredible, and everything that they're doing, selling, um, helps, empowers women, children, nonprofits doing incredible work around the world. Mm-hmm. So it's shopping with purpose. Um, and then our gathering is going to be a time for you to take a deep breath for you to worship, for you to listen, for you to learn, for you to just remember that the whole message of Christmas was really God's kindness to us. Mm-hmm. He did the most and this kind night thing. It's such a great way to do exactly what I just said. Yeah. It's part of you weaving Jesus we, yeah. into the season. And and that's not to coerce or manipulate you into coming. It's this is why we do what we do. Right. We do this because we want to help you do this to cultivate Jesus into your everyday right. life. And so um, this night will be a night It'll like be that of just, yeah. you know, a community of kindness, experiencing the kindness of Christmas, which is what Christmas is God's kindness to us by yeah. sending Jesus to be our Prince of Peace, to be our Savior. And so um, we're going to have, like Melody said, we're going to have all the vendors um, there is going to be some food available mm-hmm. for you, um, that night and just incredible women of our church. And it is a free event and it's a time for you to say, Hey, come do this thing with me yeah. because everyone in your world needs the same Jesus that you have. Right. And so it's an opportunity for you to bring them to something very special mm-hmm. to help them know. And, and your invite to them is a way of kindness. Yeah. Come, yeah, this is your your invitation is, is for them to experience something that really could be life-changing for you and for them. So please make sure that you're following us on Cultivate Women so that you get all the details about what that night's going to be, look like. There's going to be lots of fun giveaways and just it's going to be awesome. We're, we're super excited mm-hmm. about it. So yeah. come hang out with us. Um, please share the podcast with your friends. I think that um, I think that what we talked about today can help so many women. Mm-hmm. The way that we ourselves have been helped by these concepts, and we're still learning. We haven't mastered this by any means. Um, but share it so that your friends um, can listen in. And also, um, we can create a culture of peace around this time of year mm-hmm. and say no to the culture of pressure. And here's pressure. the thing is, once you start doing it, the people in your world notice they'll notice yeah. and they'll feel freedom to do it themselves and it will have a ripple effect yeah and so we just we want to just give you um encouragement and empower you to do that because you like i said you doing it will be contagious the more we all do it it'll be yeah. like oh man i can 
I can enjoy the season and not feel the pressure and, and experience the peace of God in this way. Yeah. Um, we didn't talk about this, but I think we should talk about it that our, we are going to continue the Cultivate podcast in 2020. Oh yeah. Which we're super excited about and we're super excited and just blown away by your guys' support. And, um, you know, of course we're going to ask you to please like go on and rate it and do all that stuff that Melody and I don't even know, but we want you to do it. But when you do that, it helps our podcast come available to people that are searching for the things that we're talking about. And so we're going to ask you guys to go on and give us a good review. Um, if you like us and if you don't do it anyway, cause Melody will (laughs) throw punch you (laughs) with kindness, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, our January podcast, Mm -hmm. Um, so it's not going to be on January 1st, but we are going to have a special podcast in January. Am I right? Yes. Well, (laughs) well, we'll, we'll, details to be determined, but we're going to have a really fun event for our podcast. And so, but you need to be following us on social media to get those details to be determined (laughs) so that you guys can be a part of that. Yeah. It's going to be, we're we're putting together something really fun to celebrate our one year. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're going to invite a bunch of you guys to come and be a part of it with us. It's going to be a really fun night. So be on the lookout. we're telling you now. Yeah. And December 6th is when we're going to give all those details out. So you'll want to be here to get all of those. So yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. You guys have a wonderful, incredible, beautiful holiday. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. We, we love you. Thanks for listening. We'll, Talk to you guys again soon. Bye.